coming to the NBA Morning Deuce. Merry Christmas Eve edition, Alex. Merry Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Yep. Are you, uh, this is how you're celebrating Christmas, right? This is how we're celebrating Christmas together, what we're doing right now. Yeah, exactly. This is um, it. This is what we're going to do. That's all right. Christmas Eve has always been like the big primetime like, celebration for me, and then Christmas is, you know, whatever, but kind of stinks there's no games tomorrow but there's a shitload today yeah yeah so we're gonna be here for all you lonely lonely people that are that are just cruising youtube or apple podcasts on christmas eve and christmas we are here for you we are live it is a packed day of games uh there are actually as we are live right now at midnight on the east coast there are still two games being played the Utah Jazz are, is this one, are we calling this one a butt smoking? They are butt smoking yeah, the Blazers. I, I up, so. They're up 19 in the fourth quarter. They were up by more at one point, but that game's over. They're up 20 now. Uh, the Phoenix Suns are beating the, the Mavericks 57-53 in the, as of right now with nine minutes left in the third. The Mavs do not look great tonight, but part of that I would say from what I saw in the first half is Phoenix looks like they could be a pretty legit defense defensive team, which would be a big change for them. They are looking to stay undefeated in the COVID era. Uh-huh. Phoenix Suns. Re- remember, never forget the 8-0 Suns, right? Nope. So we will update those two games later in the show, right as we are coming live. Uh, Buddy Heald shocked the world. <laughs> the Sacramento Kings that we have crushed constantly on this on this program uh that we said have no chance of being a winning team because or I, at least i said have no chance of being a winning team because they have hassan whiteside on their team and by the way i don't know if you saw the end of regulation hassan whiteside had a chance to end it on an offensive rebound put back and missed it so i was getting ready to destroy them because the Nuggets had the last possession and could have won the game. Went to overtime. Harrison Barnes misses a dunk with one second left in transition. Buddy Heald tip in to win the game. We'll talk about that game briefly later on too. But like you said, tons of games today, Alex. A 12-game slate. That's right, 12-game slate. I know yesterday I said 13-game slate. And unfortunately, <laughs> we have to lead off the show with the reason it was a 12-game slate. For those of you who are unaware or who don't know the details, the reason it's a 12-game slate is because the Rockets-Thunder game that was scheduled for today was postponed uh, for multiple reasons, seemingly. We don't have all of the details because we don't know who the players are, but essentially, COVID's running wild on the Houston Rockets organization. The season has barely begun, and we have a COVID situation, and we have a game postponed. It came out earlier in the day that multiple people, John Wall was sent home, Boogie Cousins was sent home, a couple other people were sent home. They didn't say whether they had COVID or whether they are near someone who had COVID. Uh, it turns out three players on the team either tested positive for COVID or... Uh, got an inconclusive test, which is new to me. I guess this is, I guess the NBA has new tests, the inconclusive test. I don't know what an inconclusive test is, but those three people plus others who I guess were in contact with them were sent home. Uh, Chris Clemens has a torn Achilles, so he's already out. And then of course, early, even earlier than that, video came out of Mr. James Harden from Monday supposedly in a strip club he came out and clarified and said he was just at a club for a friend's event either way he is not allowed to be with the team because he was maskless and has been fined fifty thousand dollars for breaking the protocol so long story short the rockets continue to be an absolute disaster and the thunder pay the price for tonight coincidentally the last time the nba got shut down was a thunder game it was the jazz versus the thunder ah that's right you just brought back some haunting memories there. Um, I, I don't have much to say other than, like, 
it this it's just so early for this to start. We knew it was coming. I just didn't think it was going to come on the first slate of games. Um, do you know off the top of your head when the Rockets are supposed to play again? Like were they? I don't think they've. Christmas? I don't. I yeah. I don't think they've announced it. And they also. The uh, ESPN, from what I saw, they there's no like they don't know when James Harden's going to be back with the team because they yeah. don't. I don't think they totally know what is even happening, like what the deal is with yeah. who was there and why he was there and what. I mean, the Harden thing is a mess, but then all these guys got multiple guys testing positive for COVID. The day of opening, I mean, they've been in training camp for over a week. They've been getting tested every day. What are the fuck are these guys doing that all of a sudden they all have COVID? Now I understand. COVID can happen. It just, it happens. Like it's it just what it is. We don't know. It's impossible. You're not going to be able to blame anybody. You can't pin it down. It could be someone's family that they're living with, that they brought to the, whatever. But if the players, I, I just, it's, it's crazy. It, it's crazy that it happened just like that. Yeah. On the day. Yeah. Cause there really wasn't much. I mean, we didn't even talk. This wasn't even on anyone's radar on yesterday's episode, you know? Yeah. We it, just thought, I mean, for all the shit that we gave the NFL and college football, it took them longer to have games postponed than it's taken mm-hmm. the NBA this season. And the NBA had a bubble, and it was perfect. And now game, week day two, a game is postponed. It sucks. But it is what it is. It's going to happen. I, you know what? Honestly, for a league like the NBA that plays every other day and travels all over and plays back-to-backs and does all this shit, this could be a blessing in disguise. You know, obviously we don't want people to get sick. We don't, want, but look, uh, these professional athletes from everything we've seen, every player in the NFL that's gotten COVID, they've been okay. As far as we know, at least in the short term, NBA players, they're probably going to be okay. And this could be a positive in the long run because now they're dealing with it. And now we get to see, is the league ready for this? Mm-hmm. How do they deal with this? This is why the second half of the season probably hasn't been scheduled yet because they didn't know how much of this shit was going to happen. Now it's happened. Now the league gets to figure it out. So maybe it's not a terrible thing. Sucks for the Thunder. We'll see. I guess maybe it sucks for the Thunder, but the Thunder were going to be the worst team in the NBA this year anyways. So they probably, I mean, they want to play to see their young guys play, but really, the line was seven. They were probably going to get smoked no matter who played. Yeah, I just, I'm, remember we, we saw the thing, possible um, forfeitures. That's what I'm wondering about. Like, depending, I mean, they couldn't make the required eight guys because one of their guys was partying in a in a club. How, yeah. If they're going to have forfeitures this year, this seems like one of them. Because, like, they, even if a bunch of guys test positive, you should still have nine guys. And the reason they didn't is because someone was being an asshole. So Well, and and they have a guy with a torn Achilles. But yeah, yes, but I understand I mean, what you're you saying. Know what like, if they're going to hand out forfeits, I, I can't imagine one that's more clear than this. But Maybe they're waiting to see what happens with Harden. Yeah. Like, if Harden wasn't on the Rockets, maybe they would hand out a forfeit because they'd probably be like, oh, the Rockets are not going to be great this year. The Thunder, I mean, yeah. I don't know. But well, Sam Presti would probably fight the forf- the automatic win. He'd be like, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> it, that, like, that is a legitimate thing. Like, maybe the yeah. league is like, uh, the Thunder don't want an automatic win. Yeah. The Thunder probably just want the L. The Thunder probably called and be like, let's just, we'll forfeit. <laughs> like, we'll just forfeit. We'll make this easy on you guys. We'll take the yeah. loss. Um, Lewis Ocean, sup? Uh, and then sup guy says, did you know starting 5-0 and in the NBA is equivalent to starting 1-0 and in the NFL? Didn't know that. Don't really care. Um, all right. 12 games to get through. So let's let's roll. Let's do this thing. Um, the first first game we gotta hit was the game of the night, at least in my opinion. Celtics Bucks. Um, the Celtics beat the Bucks one twenty two one twenty one on a Jason Tatum game winner step back bank three at the end of regulation with point four seconds left. Milwaukee calls timeout, advances it. Runs an out-of-bounds play, a lob to the rim for Giannis. Giannis um, catches it, gets fouled. Fouled. I'm hold, I'm doing air quotations. Uh, they review it. I was recording another podcast, and I was talking about the Heat game, but watching that live unfold. And I said on that podcast, I go, it looks like, I, it looks like Giannis fouled Jason Tate, or it looks like Giannis fouled Tristan Thompson. 
I think this is going to get reversed, but if it doesn't, ball don't lie. He will miss one of these free throws. He missed the second one. Bucks lose 122-121. I'm not a superstitious person, Alex, but I believe wholeheartedly in ball don't lie. I was actually just going to – I believe in ball don't lie as well, but I don't even know if ball don't lie came into play here because Giannis is just not a good foul shooter. Like That's true, but he made um, the first one. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, it's just like the guy signs the biggest contract in NBA history and has a chance to just – like and it's game one. It doesn't – he went six. By the way, he was at that point. He was six for seven from the line. Yeah. So but, I mean, this is. I mean, ball. Don't, no, no. That was that was. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that was maybe the universe. No, no, no. That was the universe saying it. What either it wasn't a foul or he fouled Tristan Thompson. Yeah. Okay. They, I'll side with the universe then. I guess. On, on this one, it's not always that necessarily the case. He had a great game, by the way. Seven turn seven the, turnovers, but the star power was out in this one. 35 from Giannis, 27 from Middleton. Drew Holiday in his debut goes for 25. 30 from Jason Tatum and your boy Jalen Brown. Talk about him. Yeah, Jalen Brown is an absolute star. He is a, like, here's the thing. And I I, I I talk about it a lot on this show, and I'm just going to keep talking about it until it becomes a thing because it's going to become a thing. He's not just an all-star. He is a franchise player. Like, if they didn't have Jason Tatum, he would be the franchise player, and they'd still be really good. They wouldn't be as good, obviously, because now they have two 22-year-old, 23-year-old franchise players. And obviously, the story of this game ends up being Tatum because he hits that game winner with 0.4 seconds left. But it was Jalen Brown who was balling out all game. 13 Ooh. of 24, 33 points, five rebounds, four assists, two steals. He's just so good. He, he's so good, dude. He is so good. And obviously, Tatum's great too, but he was 12 or 28. Wasn't great all game. Shot well from three. But Tatum, Brown was the dude in this game for the, for the, for the Celtics. Yeah. I mean, they, they look – I mean, we know AD and LeBron is the best duo in the league, and then this might – I mean, this is up there. This, this might be – From just a pure talent standpoint, certainly is up it, there. It might be. It's – yeah. Um, they just look so good. And I'll say it's so all and and then when we're looking at this team, Kemba didn't play, right? They started Daniel Tyson, Tristan Thompson together, which is very interesting um, to me because that's two relatively non-offensive players. But Tyson shot the ball decent from three, and Tristan Thompson's an absolute difference maker for this team. Mm-hmm. Like he defends, he he guards Gian, He was guarding Giannis. He I always said this when he was with the Cavs. It's it's pretty amazing how he moves his feet for a guy his size. Like he's a good perimeter defender, but he's he clogs the paint. And then on the offensive end, he gets offensive boards. He had four offensive boards in this one. Um, he scores in the paint. He can pat like he does a little bit. He's really good for them. And then Jeff Teague had nineteen off the I bench. Was, I was going to mention Jeff Teague in his Celtics debut. Really strong. I mean. Brad Wanamaker was a good player for them last year, but this is a clear step up in terms of backup point guard. I mean, they got bet. It's just amazing to lose a guy that signs that big of a contract in Gordon Hayward and get better. I think. I think this team is better. Yeah. Well, Tristan, it brings to them what they absolutely just did not have last year, which was mm-hmm. size and rim protection and paint. Like a a big who could score in the paint and rebound. Like he does all the things that they literally had nothing last year. Um. But I'll, I'll say this on the other side, like you mentioned Drew Holiday, it, it is pretty good. You know, I love, you know what? I, I love like Tristan and Drew watching them in these games. I love seeing them go from situations where they have no chance to having all the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Now, New Orleans will have a lot of spotlight now because of Zion. But Drew now is on a championship level team. And now he's, pl- now you get to see how good he, like, it is such a difference watching him on the Bucks from Eric Bledsoe. He's so much better. It's ridiculous. Like people that weren't sure about if they got that much better in the offseason, they definitely got much better. Like Drew Holiday is a totally different level of basketball player than Eric Bledsoe. And like Tristan Thompson, one of the most underrated big men in the NBA, was just toiling in a shit situation. Now people are going to see, like, he's still really good. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys like that I was watching tonight. I was just like, man, it's good to see these guys playing in, like, good situations 
where people can see that they're still really good and they're going to be big different. Like the Bucks are going to be really fucking good. Like yeah. they're going to win a lot of games. This I don't know could, about the playoff. This could be a preview of the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, we're. I, I don't mean, know. I mean, yeah, steps, of course it could. Of course be, it could. Know, yeah, I mean, the Bucks are going to win a ton of games, mm-hmm. and then they'll lose in the playoffs, and then Budenholzer will get fired. But still, they're going to win a ton of games. Like, yeah, these are two of the top four teams in the East. So this is how it should be. Um, and unlike certain teams that we'll talk about momentarily, the Stars decided they wanted to play basketball tonight for these two teams. Unlike a team we're about to talk about in a second. Do you have anything else in this game? Chris no, Middleton, no. if this is the Chris Middleton that we get for the Bucks, they could win the championship. Eight assists. I mean, that's... 14 that's rebounds, really eight nice. assists. Yeah. 10 of 20 from the field. Like, if he's this guy, I know it's just the first game, but it is against the Celtics, and the Celtics are a great defensive team. If he is this guy, that's a championship team. I don't know if he's really this guy all the time. Probably not. He's probably going to be up and down like he always is. But if he is this guy, ooh, two great teams. And the Celtics don't even have, what, their, their third best player probably right now, Kemba. So Yeah, yeah they're under men. Insane. Yeah. All right. So on the other side of the spectrum, we have the Heat losing their opening game to the Orlando Magic. And the reason I say this, and look, I can't hate on Jimmy Butler. I can't. I, I, What he did in the playoffs and what he's done for the Heat, you can never hate on the guy. But he's so frustrating because I watched this entire game. I took notes. I did another podcast specifically about this game. And there was a lot of bad from the Heat. They turned the ball over 22 times. They just looked. Remember how I – so I picked well, – this was one of my picks. I picked them minus five because I said, okay, the Heat are going to come out – they have this bulletin board material. Everyone says they're a fluke, so they're going to come out to, to prove they're not a fluke, and they're going to beat the brakes off the Magic. Well, they came out trying to beat the brakes off the Magic, and it just totally backfired because they didn't pass the, they weren't passing the ball like they normally do. They were turning the ball over. They were sloppy. They were doing all this shit. Now, credit to Steve Clifford. Teams are always prepared. They always play good defense, but the Heat were just sloppy and a little bit... I mean, look... Uh, Bam and Jimmy combined for 13 of the 22 assists. Just a sloppy performance from these guys. All that being said, the game was winnable at every moment until maybe midway through the fourth quarter, the Magic just started hitting absurd shots. And when you turn the ball over 22 times and you leave any NBA team in the game, there's going to be a point where they can go on a run like that and just make these absurd shots and pull away. The problem I have is Jimmy Butler, 7 of 15, 19 points, could have had 30. But he only took 15 shots. And this is the thing we harped on so much in the playoffs. Whenever they lost a game, it was because Jimmy Butler didn't take over. And again, in this game, I understand he turned the ball over six times. I understand he's kind of like their point guard now because you look at their starting lineup, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and Jimmy. So Jimmy's really the point guard. I understand his whole thing is he likes to get his team involved and all that. But the best player... Jason Tatum, Giannis, Chris Middleton, Jalen Brown. They ha- You have to shoot the ball to win games if you're playing from behind and trying to come back. Like 15 shots is not enough when you're losing all game and you know that you pretty much can score at will against this team. It's just, it's frustrating. It's one game. It's opening night. I can't overreact to any wins and losses that much. But it is the thing that I, we talked about so much in the playoffs that's so frustrating about him is that, like, the guy can get 40, a 40-point triple-double against the Lakers in the finals, but only takes 15 shots and loses to the Magic. Like, this is just the story. This is how – I know it's regular season, so – but yeah. it's just frustrating because he is a top-10 player who refuses to shoot the ball. So it's interesting. I feel like any of our listeners from day one have heard – that pretty like the frustration before in terms of him not shooting and then he goes on this amazing run you publicly announced you were wrong about jimmy butler is exciting it's just funny like i wonder how many more of these games he's gonna have to have before like dude jimmy like what are you doing in the regular season i'll never be that way i mean i'll always say like if jimmy butler shot the ball more in this game they would have won but i'll never turn on him right Unless yeah, he goes into the playoffs and they totally shit the bed, right? right. Like, and then, then it's like, okay, maybe it was a fluke. 
But after what he did in the playoffs last year, I'm going to give like, him. I not? give him the benefit of the doubt until they don't make another. You know, until yeah. it really starts to be to the detriment of the team. As of right now, it's not the detriment of the team. They lost mm-hmm. one game. It's opening night against again a well coached team. Um, now, you know, for the Heat, I'm not going to talk about the Magic very much. It's fine because uh, they're just not. Bam Adebayo, 25 and 11, and was shooting the ball from like 17 feet. One dribble pull-ups, elbow jumpers. Jump shot looks good. That's scary for the rest of the league. So as much the further out that extends, that's good. Um, Goran Dragic looks totally healthy. He was probably our best offensive player. 20 and seven. He looked he looked fast coming off the bench playing the six man again. The weird thing was, I'm not sure, and I haven't seen anything from Spolstra yet, Avery Bradley didn't play, which is strange to me because uh, Terrence Ross and Evan Fournier went off. Like, you could, probably could have used a guy like Avery Bradley. But, again, first game. Yeah, that is weird. Rotations will get worked out, and we'll see. But mm-hmm. I mean, end of the day, I think this game comes down to those 22 turnovers. You know, I mean, that's just like an outlier oh, for the absolutely. Heat. You know? so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, at 7-20 from three is not terrible, but it's not great. Right. Um, but... Yeah, but Duncan shot three of six. Tyler Hero is going to be so good. He's going to be so damn good. Like, you could just see it on the floor. Even in games where he won for five from three, he's just so good. Like, I I was saying earlier today on my other podcast is, like, at some point, if Jimmy's not going to always be that guy, then Tyler's going to have to be that guy because he is talented enough to be the guy who takes 21 shots and brings you back into a game just from his offensive ability. Like, eventually, he'll he, – he, and I think he could be that guy this year for them. Yeah, I bet you see that a lot this year. Not maybe not as consistent as we might see down the road, but I, I mean he's going to have to take over games like we saw in the playoffs for sure. Yeah. Um. So that was so. By the way, I went one for two tonight on my bets. What'd you go? I believe I went two and one. I had the Celtics with the points. Okay. And um, then you have uh, the next one, right? No, I had the set six Sixers Wizards. Right. Um, I didn't touch this, but I was I liked that pick by you. Yeah, Sixers. So Sixers ended up winning, but the Wizards were winning most of the game. Sixers must have came back. I didn't watch this one. I know you watched this one mm-hmm. all the way through. Sixers win 113-107. Um I had the the Wizards plus seven and a half. So this was my one bet of the night that I actually won. Um talk about this one because I was following along and it looked like the Wizards at one point were getting ready to pull away. And Philly, I guess, came back in the second half. Yeah, well, it was a really tight game in the first half, and then the Sixers had a brutal third quarter. They lost the third quarter twenty-four to fifteen, but it looked worse than that. They were horrible. And then I texted you about how the Sixers' offense just seems to make more sense. And mm-hmm. what I meant by that was the fourth quarter they were just playing through Embiid. It was it was so clear. I noticed that. I noticed that when I was like watching the tracking. And I, living in Philly, like watching the Sixers you, last season, the past couple of seasons, you hear it all the time. Like, why is Embiid not getting the ball in the fourth quarter? It doesn't make any sense. And you saw it tonight. He's just when when he's playing a guy like um, Thomas Bryant, like decent player, whatever. He's just got no shot. Embiid is just so superior. And Doc Rivers, you know that that was it. No bones about it. We're going to Embiid, and they just blew their doors off, forty to twenty four in the fourth quarter. Um, if that's the game plan, Sixers are going to be very, very good in the regular season. Um, Washington might have some issues with their bench. Uh, they just, I mean, their starting five is excellent. Russell Westbrook is an animal. He had a triple double by like the halfway At through the, the, end third of the third quarter. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brad Beal looked great. Uh, I just. Bertans. Yeah. He, so he was on a minutes limit tonight. Yeah. He, yeah. Um, Cause he's coming off a, he had an injury last year. He opted out. Remember he opted out of the bubble cause he was hurt. He didn't right. want to hurt himself. Yeah. I do. So he had a stretch in the second quarter where he scored nine points in about 45 seconds that, that brought the, the wizards back. Like he, he heats up like crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean this, this looked like two solid teams in the East playing each other and, uh, and Embiid was the best player on the floor tonight. And, and that's why the Sixers got the win. Um, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at on the Wizards. Like I was they're really high. I think they're going to win a lot of regular season. Games. I do too. I do yeah. too. Um, I think they might have some issues at rim rim protector and their bench. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, these are. I mean, I get how it's going to be a little bit tough to integrate Russell Westbrook just because he's just such a volume guy. But uh, other than that, they haven't had much turnover, so they're really just integrating. I. 
this, well, I struggle. With I mean, obviously, Isak Bonga is not going to be their start. Like Bertans yeah. will start. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll go out and get somebody. Oh, Rui didn't play either. Yeah, so they'll get him. Um, Abdija looked really good in, in his 28 minutes. I mean, it yeah. looks like he'll take a leap this year, or, or it looks like he'll get more comfortable and be a really good pick for them. Um, I like the guys that they're – I mean, I haven't seen it, but I like yeah. the guys that are coming off their bench. Maybe they just had a bad game. Yeah, it's possible. I, I just – I guess, yeah, with Rui out, like, how old Neto was getting minutes? He's not an NBA player. He was on the six. That guy's horrible. Um, Mo Wagner – I think it's just funny because he was a sixer, so you're just so – you're just so, like, blunt, I mean, he, like he's not he, an NBA player. He's truly not an NBA player. I, I mean, I'm okay. sure he's a good guy, but he stinks. Um, Mo Wagner got six minutes. I mean, he probably won't be in the rotation very long, so – um, yeah, solid game. Ben Simmons took twelve shots. Still, just an animal in transition, but not. Let me tell you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you something right here. Okay. Just look. I didn't even watch this game. Looking at the box score, one three pointer attempted and nine free throws. If if Embiid can play like that, yeah, he can be MVP. If they can have these type of ga- efficient type of games, he can be MVP. I absolutely love to hear that. And it did seem like he's that talented. It seemed like a clear, like stressor in the offense for him to not be on the perimeter. You know what I mean? And if that's where they, if that's where they're headed, it's going to be dangerous because um, he's that good, and that's what I've always harped on. He's mm-hmm. never shot fifty percent in his career because he plays in the wrong places. He's not skilled enough to be playing as far out as he always has. So if they're emphasizing getting him in the paint and getting him within ten feet of the basket. And they have enough shooting to spread out the floor now. That's going to be a dangerous. I don't know if it's championship dangerous, but it's definitely MVP type numbers dangerous. You know. So last thing, last thing I'll hit on this game is Shake Milton is the real, real deal. Um, he was plus thirty three. I know we have in issues with that stat, but that depends. Really if you watch the game and you know, like yeah. I have issues with people who just look at the box score and say, "Oh, he was mm-hmm. plus thirty three. If you watch the game and you can make the correlation mm-hmm. that because of him, they were better. I mean, absolutely. And the next closest guy is plus fourteen. Like he was because, just, like, like I, like you said, you said Washington's bench was terrible, and then I looked at the bo- the plus minus. Their entire starting lineup was positive, and their bench was all negative. So mm-hmm. obviously, you saw something in their bench that was bad. I, I don't have to. The the plus minus confirms it, mm-hmm. but I don't like when people just, just don't go with it. don't like if I didn't watch this game and I said, oh well, Troy Brown Jr. was minus twenty three. He must have played really shitty. I don't. How the fuck would I know? <laughs> yeah. he, you don't know. He might have played great and he was on the floor with a bunch of shitty players. Mm-hmm. But if you watch the game and you can say, okay, goddamn, Troy Brown Jr. is playing terrible, and then you look at the the box score and he's minus 23 it's like okay well that makes sense because he was awful yeah so i i I go i go i'm on the you know i go back and forth with it Mm -hmm. anyway shake milton fanduel his like he he had a really good fanduel game in terms of like value like they're (laughs) it's gonna get bumped up but in these early games play shake milton because he's getting a lot of minutes and he's really good yeah um all right uh pelicans raptors oh baby here we go another one of my bets got it it begins this was my second correct bet. I took the Pelicans with the points. Nice. Well, well, let, let's just let's just pat ourselves on the back already, right? I mean, I love doing that. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen. Maybe the Pelicans are going to be great this year, or maybe we were right about the Raptors. Maybe or the both. Raptors, or both. Um. Because the way Brandon Ingram played tonight, watch seeing him on the floor, that dude looks like an All NBA player too. Yep. And you might have been righter than like earlier than you anticipated in terms of where his leap is. Just one game. So, but again, if he plays like this, you know. But the Raptors, eleven of twenty four in the from three, they were eleven for twenty four from three in the first half. It's the only reason this is the only reason this wasn't like a 30 point game. They went 3 for 22 in the second half from 3. That's it. That they they don't really have much going on there, dude. Like they're not no. they're not there's not a lot going on there. No, they're just they don't have anybody <laughs> and, and that scares again, you. Again, I I don't want to say like they're t- they're done because they're they're going to probably 
Their bench, now that's a bad bench. Matt Thomas, Norm Powell, Chris Boucher, DeAndre Bembry, Terrence Day. Like, that's a bad bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then their starting lineup's just not scary. Um, Fred Van Fleet, big contract, three for 12 from the field. Um, that's not three. Great. Siakam played good. That's good. OG Ananobi, big contract, four for 10 from the field, oh, five from three. Eight points. Dude, I'm telling you, I, I Pelicans could be good. Pelicans could be really good, or we could be we could be onto something with the Raptors just falling apart this year. One game, don't want to overreact. Just one game, but the second half they look pretty awful. Yeah. Uh, now, Brandon Ingram in the second half. That dude's an animal. I made I put one dollar on him to win MVP, and that pays out hundred forty six dollars and. I said it's good value. Good value. One game. eleven assists. The eleven assists is the number to me. Like ten of nineteen from the field. Like efficient twenty four points, eleven assists, nine rebounds. Uh, Zion fifteen and ten. By the way, this is what I'm expecting from Zion. Like fifteen to eighteen a game. I know, like mm-hmm. he had been getting like twenty six and fifteen and shit. Maybe he will. Maybe it was just this game. And I know they doubled him. Like when he caught, when he had post touches, he was getting doubled a little bit. But 15 and 10 is like, what? Six turnovers, not great, but hey. JJ Reddick's getting 23 for you off the bench. Lonzo, by the way, Lonzo's shot looks even better this year. He went four for eight from three. Like that thing looks smooth. That's good. I, I, I've never seen a turnaround in a shot like what he's done with that thing. Like it actually looks, there, there's, it looks good. Maybe it takes um, this long to unlearn whatever bullshit they're learning in the ball backyard. I mean, they all and I, like that. And Eric Bledsoe played well for them, and he fits them pretty well. Like, he's not great. We know what he is in the playoffs. But, like, he actually fits them because he's fast and he's athletic and mm-hmm. he defends. Um, and, like, for a team that's going to probably be a little bit more up-tempo, he fits them pretty well. So they, they, they're talented. Yeah. I really I like the kid Neil, Nikhil Alexander-Walker <laughs> just – Played three minutes, comes in and just jacks up two threes, <laughs> one it. for two. That's how I am on the, in like rec league stuff. I just, I mean, good. For but him. look at this. I will say this. Um, <clears throat> just looking at like the the uh, like the minutes, our guy. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna run these guys into the ground. Like a lot of coaches were playing like ten. A lot of these opening night teams. 10, 11 guys spreading out the minutes. He played seven guys. And then Jackson Hayes played six minutes. Nikhil played three minutes. And Nicola Melli played 13 minutes. Everybody else played all the minutes. He's going to go old I school. love it. I absolutely love it. Hey, might he wants to win games. Great, yeah, he, might he wants have, to win games. Might run this team into the ground by the playoffs, but he might not. He plays to win the games. Uh, Raptors, man. You know what? It would be I would consider it an overreaction if we hadn't been saying this all off season. Yeah, like we've, we've been saying all off season since, basically since Ibaka w- walked. You know, that's when we we were like, well, I don't know about this team. You know, yeah, we've been saying it all off season. Like this team could be not as good as people are expecting them to be again this year. Mm-hmm. And ninety nine points, and when they were up a decent amount in the first half too, and in the third quarter they were up. Yeah. Like they blew it. They, they got didn't. smacked in the second half for yeah. sure. Uh, what's next? Let's go Hawks. Hawks look pretty good, but again, I'm not expecting the Bulls to be great this year. Hawks win 124-104. Trey Young, 37. Gets the line 14 times. 37-7-6. and six. Uh, what's his name? Um, Clint Capella didn't play in this. So, remember I, I mentioned in the preseason that when I watched them play... I thought that their most interesting lineup was John Collins at the five and Gallo at the four. And that's what they did. That was their starting lineup in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're dangerous with that team. That team is going to score. Obviously, they're going to score a lot of points. And then they can switch everything. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Trey was great. I, I, I just – I'm not – this one is one where I'm just like, uh, you know – the Bulls, even though they're super talented, they're still super young, and I think they're at least a year or two away from being like legitimately competitive. Mm-hmm. 
So and they're they're working in a new coach. I mean, they they, they might have they might be terrible, but they might also just need a couple, uh, some time to figure things out. Oh, I think they're going to be competitive. Yeah, like in games. And I, when I say competitive, I mean like win loss record. Mm-hmm. Like I think they're going to have a lot of close games, but they're going to. I think they're going to lose. A, I think they're going to be like the Panthers in the NFL this year. Okay, good comparison. Like like that. Like they're four and ten or whatever, but every game's close. Mm-hmm. Now this wasn't a close game, but I think they'll get to a point where they're going to start playing close games. Yeah, because they're super talented, and Billy Donovan will get his system in there. But I just write they're too. I think they're still Patrick Williams is nineteen years old, playing thirty three minutes. You know, um, but not I, like from what I saw with the Hawks, like everything. This is kind of what I mean. This is what everyone's expecting, right? I mean, but offensively, I they're 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 explosive. They're, they're yeah. tough offensively, yeah. And the real challenge is when they go up against a very good offensive team, how they're going to handle it. So, yeah, John Collins only played 18 minutes. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I wonder it if it was just because they're blowout. Yeah, they only scored 13 points in the fourth. Yeah, I mean, quarter. no one, no one in their starting lineup played more than 25. Yeah. So, so they could have put up like if this was a competitive game, like they're knocking on the door for 140 easily. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, your boy Markinen, there, there you go, bet, betting on himself. 21-7, 4-6 from 3. Only 9 shots, too. Efficient. Yeah, that's wild. Um, Zach Levine, 1 of 8 from 3. Yeah, I had Zach Levine and Fandle, and I guess they just bent. Once it was an absolute route, they're just like, okay, you're not playing anymore. Which was yeah, weird. this was like this was more than a 20-point game at one Like, this was oh, like yeah. a 30, 30, 35-point game this at one point. This was an absolute, yeah, this was a... Yeah. This was the biggest blowout of the night, even though score-wise I'm not sure it was. This was like 35 points for most of the game. Yeah. Uh, well, then let's not talk about it anymore. Yep. Spurs beat the – this is fucking Spurs. Spurs beat the Grizzlies 131-119. Obviously, the Grizzlies still don't have Jaron Jackson, so it's hard to really evaluate what they are until we find out how healthy he is or when he's coming back. So – you had to take everything they do with a grain of salt. That being said, John, John Morant, 44 <laughs> points on 18 of 27 from the field. He only took two threes, and he scored 44 points. He He's is a fucking monster. Awesome. He is um, an animal. For, <laughs> he's such a beast. For, that is crazy. 44 points on 27 shots. I mean, here is an incredible plus-minus stat. He's plus 10. There's no one else on the team in, in positive. So... When he's when he's on the court, they're winning, and when he he leaves for, he only didn't play thirteen minutes. They lose the game in that in those thirteen minutes. Yeah, he's and of the course, real deal. Just like of, of course the Spurs, of mm-hmm. course, like they're starting Dejounte Murray, Lonnie Walker, and Keldon Johnson. They score one hundred thirty-one points and beat the Grizzlies. They're just going to be solid. They're going to be solid all the way through. They just won't give it up. You know what's weird going on over there? They just hired this guy, Brian Wright, to be their GM, like when RC stepped down. Last year was his first year. They just brought back Danny Ferry. I'm wondering if they're if Pop's not a not feeling this new GM. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe um, I mean you know Pop does not want to tank. <laughs> I mean that's no. like absolute guarantee, so and I don't think they will tank. They have enough talent to be competitive and pop such a good coach that they're going to compete in games. Mm-hmm. But they just God, you, you you just like you think the Grizzlies and again one just one game, but the Grizzlies, you know th- those type of games when like with a guy like Ja, like Ja seems like such a good dude and such a competitor, but like these are these are those like. Uh, demoralizing games mm-hmm. where you're just fucking so dominant, but the yep. rest of your team just can't do shit, and your the rest of your team is just not very good. At least that night. But again, I said this in the preseason. Look at their wings: Grayson Allen, Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson. Without Jaron Jackson Jr., they're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. As good as he is, just, they're going to be they're going to struggle to be a, like pushing the playoffs like they were at one point last year. Yeah. Which sucks, but Jaws gonna be fun. He's gonna be fun all year. Special, uh, really yeah. is. Hornets, Cavs. This game boned me in my bets. <laughs> I had Hornets. Talk about demoralizing, right? Terry Rozier puts up forty-two points 
in a lot of Terry nowhere. Rozier, 10 threes. By the way, was one of the best catch-and-shoot three-point shooters in the NBA last year. People Didn't don't realize really realize that. that. Um, 42. Gordon Hayward. We didn't even think he was playing because I guess he, he had a broken finger last week and now he's playing on his shooting end. 28, 18, 8, 11 or 18. Good game. Good game. Uh, Devontae Graham, awful game. Everyone else, pretty much awful. But the Cavs, Cavs just... Colin Sexton, I watched the first half. His shot looks really good like yeah. his, from range. He looks like he can actually shoot it now. And he just was not missing. Him and Garland, just they went off, man. Sexton um, could be a dark horse for most improved player. I loved sure. him in college. Didn't watch him much last year, but he could. I mean, I don't think he's going to average 27, but he's going to score. I watched him a lot last year, and he could really score the ball. He just couldn't shoot it that well. But if he shoots it, like, I mean, he, his shot looked better. Mm-hmm. So, three or four from three. Man, I mean, they're not going to be good, but they have some fun young players. Um, and, and it's not like Drummond's young, like old. Drummond's only like 26, yeah. 27. But like a Coro, man, a Coro's a freak, dude. I know. Um, I was hoping he he only took five shots. It looks like he's he's happy to, you know. I like this starting lineup. They're yeah. fun. By the way, look at JaVel McGee, just 13 and 7. Just get goes to a new team. What he does. NBA That's champion. JaVale he McGee comes in, he's like, Yeah, I'm a three time NBA champion or whatever he is now. I'll, I'll teach you guys how to play winning basketball. And the Cavs <laughs> win. Imagine a time like five or six years ago where if you if you or set whenever it was when he was on the wizards if you would have told anybody in the league that you know like in six years javel mcgee is going to be like the wise veteran on an nba team because <laughs> when you look at this team other i mean kevin love is not listed because he's not playing right now um and hopefully he's doing okay right but you look at this team he's the one JaVale McGee's the one on this team. There's no other player on this team that I think has even been in the playoffs. It's pretty mind-blowing. I know. I wouldn't it's have pretty believed mind-blowing. it. Last thing for me from this game, like, what is up with Thon Maker? Why can Thon Maker not crack this lineup? Like, I just don't understand this maybe guy. I don't not, understand him. Maybe he's, he's like good. your boy Hal Neto, not an NBA player. I, I Well, Howell Neto does not look like an NBA player. Thon Maker looks like he shouldn't be... A DNP coach's decision for the Cavaliers, I, but I they know. won and they played really well. I know. So. No, I'm I'm not saying it's the wrong decision. I just don't understand what this guy's deal is. I'm going to say this: I think the Hornets are going to be a fun team this year. They have a lot of guys who can shoot, and they have some freaks. Like Miles Bridges is such a freak. Cody's oh. Cody, oh, by the way, Cody Zeller, something happened. He like fractured his hand or something. Really? Fractured his wrist, so he might be out for a while for them, which hurts. But like, it's not like he's that great he's he's whatever we do but sorry um they have a lot of shooters mellow oh for five oh for three for three so i was just gonna say but like i kind of alluded to that that's just gonna be what he does i know but he's a top five pick like that's that's rough man i don't know i'm down on him i'm officially down on him (laughs) it's his first game dude i know but he his preseason debut he didn't score like what what i know and then the next game he had like 15 yeah i I'm low. I'm low on LaMelo. That's fine. Like the expectations, because I told you, he's he's going to be the bet. He's going to impress a lot of people because the expectations dropped when he dropped. He just has the name. Yeah. You know, but uh, I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. Not not a playoff team, but a team that will compete and make and just have a lot of high scoring games. Cause they have a lot of they have a lot of young scorers and mm-hmm. talent. Malik Monk didn't play, so uh, Knicks Spurt or uh, Knicks Pacers. Pacers win one twenty seven one oh seven. But if you're a Knicks fan, uh, you gotta love what you saw out of R.J. Barrett. Yeah, look good. Came out, knocked down two his first two threes, end up three of three, twenty six, efficient. Shot looked better. Like it looked better from preseason. Um, like in preseason, he was like airballing threes. It looked awful. It looked like he didn't even practice in the offseason. And tonight, they were winning for a, a little bit. Um, that probably because Alec Burks went off, but you know that that's not yeah. that well, that's not sustainable. My buddy who is is a huge Knicks fan texted like, "This may be the worst second half of basketball I've ever seen." Like the Knicks were very very good in the first half, and then horrible in the second half. Again, I didn't watch the game. They're also but, playing a very good team. Yeah. 
I just, I mean, this might be, the Knicks might be very, like, really solid and fun for stretches and then god-awful for others. I think that's probably going to be a trend this year. Yeah. Um, but they had a great first half. 33 points in the first and second quarter. I mean, yeah. watchable. Watchable if you're a Knicks fan. <laughs> for now. Yeah. Now, I will say a lot of these teams that are winning games or being competitive, like like the Cavs, new head coach, Knicks, new head coach, uh, Pelicans, new head coach. Um, who else? Pacers, who we're on right now. Pacers, new, Pacers, head. new head coach. Like, you'll see, at least in my experience, right? When Mike Dunlap, like when Mike Dunlap was our coach in Charlotte, when I worked there, I think we won our first game and started off like five and four, and then we won 20 games. Mm-hmm. A lot, sometimes early in the year, which I should have probably thought about when I was making my picks for tonight in these first couple games, new system, new coaches, new players. You don't have tape. There's nothing to prep. So you've never seen them play. So they're tougher to play. This team is not talented. So eventually, once you've seen them on tape enough, they're going to start getting pounded out. Yeah. Like worse than this. Wait, are you talking about the Cavs right now or? Cavs and Knicks. Okay. Well, I mean, the Cavs have talent, but they're just not that talented. They're not. Yeah. They're not going to, you know. The Knicks so, kind of did get pounded out in the second half, but I right. see your point. Yeah, but I, I'm saying like yeah, yeah. a lot of these teams that are beat that are competitive early and potentially winning games. And like mm-hmm. the Pacers are good; they have they're a talented team. But I'm just saying some of these shitty teams that are competing and potentially better, it's because there's not tape on them yet. Once yeah. there's tape, once there's like eight to ten games of tape, teams are going to be like, oh, it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. easy. I mean, that kind of goes back to the thing we say pretty often: like everyone in the NBA is good they can score the ball you know what i mean so yeah there's there's an nba team out there there's good players out there and i mean it's going to take a little bit like you said for people to figure out what they're doing for uh for it to fall in line but i'm with you the yeah. uh the brett brown era started out three and oh do you know that <laughs> God. right exactly so they went and they were fucking full really court press, and they were full that. court pressing yeah. i mean it was a joke um wolves beat the pistons 111 101 and like this is another one the pistons were winning in the first half and then it was just like oh and it's not not like the wolves are like a great team <laughs> oh. right not like the wolves are going to be great or anything but they're definitely more talented than this pistons team that stinks um they're really bad man Carl, Cat, I, I, I i i'm worried about cat man like he he played well 22, 11, and 7. But when you listen to him talk, he is, man. Well, first of all, he got the game ball. He said he's sending it to his dad so his dad can put it next to his mom's grave, I think, or something like Mm -hmm. that. And they asked him about, like, back then compared to now. And he's like, he's like, it was some quote. I should find it. I don't want to misquote him. But he said something like, that guy is not around anymore that this the the person you're talking to right now is just the body of the person that used to exist i'm not the same person anymore yeah just like man it seems like yeah yeah, i mean i and obviously we understand he's he's been through so much shit the fact that he's playing is 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 pretty impressive because of all the not just his mom his whole family i think what was it like seven people have died from covid in Mm -hmm. his family or something like that so I'm just worried. Like when I hear people talk like that, I understand mental illness and like mm-hmm. depression and that type of stuff. Like he sounds like someone who's very depressed when you say stuff like that. Um, I'm worried like having to go through a whole NBA season and travel and be away from your family and do all that kind of stuff that wears on you. Mm-hmm. And obviously he's probably close with a lot of these guys. I know he's close with D'Lo and uh, like the guys on the team that helps being around that. But at some point, like when he's talking like, I don't know, yeah. I hope, I hope, Basketball can be the respite for him and everything's good. But it does, when you hear a guy talking like that, it's just kind of no, concerning. I, I feel you. It's concerning. But, I mean, he can he he can come out the other side, you know. I mean, he's a different sure. person, but he can be, you know, a third person once he's through his – I mean, he's going to be grieving for, for a while. I just – Yeah. He, he can come out the other side. Yeah, for sure. So, hopefully, you know, they have a decent year because one thing that definitely doesn't help is getting your ass pounded out every night. Yeah, right? that was not gonna... <laughs> cuz listen. Losing losing fucking sucks. Like I don't think people understand. I know everyone 
on some level, if you're a sports fan or you play fantasy sports or like you do any of this shit, right? Like I, I know people like know like, oh, I hate losing. Losing sucks. There's nothing like getting like getting railed every night, like professionally in front of, you know, the world. And I'm not even going to try to compare my experience to what it's like to be a player on a shitty team. But I was a video scout for five years on one of, in, and when at the time, one of the worst franchises in sports, right? And loot, like for when, when we talk about tanking and we talk about teams being intentionally shitty and then what players are going through and the, all, I, I understand it. And I, I'm probably guilty of, of dogging players too. But I just tell you, like, when we won seven games when I was in Charlotte, or the next year when we won 20 games, I was depressed all year. It was a fucking miserable existence. Like, knowing that you're busting your ass every fucking day, no matter how much money you make, just to know that you're walking into that game to lose by 30. You know, now, not there, I don't know if there's any teams like that right now in the NBA, but it happens periodically in sports and people, like, get down on the players when they're not happy or don't want it. And I, I just mean, like, I, and I only bring this up to say, like, I hope Minnesota's better than they have been for this guy's sake, because I know how shitty it is to, like, walk into work every day and walk into the building every day knowing that you're busting your ass just to get fucking beat. And they've I mean, been bad for a long time. Yeah. So hopefully they can be decent enough to where it's like he's not compounding whatever's going on in his brain with the fact that they're just losing every night and get killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully he can totally separate the two things because they're not. It's hard. Saying, but it's hard, yeah. man. It's hard. It's. I mean, it was hard for me, mm-hmm. and I sat in a in an office and broke down film for the coaching staff. I traveled with the team a lot, but these guys, it's hard to separate it because it is your life, right? And you know, you you're at the facility early. You're getting treatment. You're working out. You eat there. You you practice, then you work out again after practice and you're with your team and then you have media obligations and you have charity events. And it's like, it's not, it never turns off during the season. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to separate everything because then in the, then in the two, the two minutes that you have that you're down from getting beat, you're thinking about the other shit. It's just, so winning helps even as, yeah, as I mean, trivial as it seems mm-hmm. winning helps at least in that mindset, because it's easy to fall into these places if you're really bad, I don't think people realize it, how aggressive it can, how it can get really like <laughs> shitty. Yeah. No, I to, believe you. Having I, to I, be I'm, part of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that being part of, I hope I, I would never wish like, you know, it's crazy. I know what the jets are going through right now. <laughs> I know yeah. we won seven games in my second year that I worked for the Hornets. We won seven games. Like that's the equivalent of what the 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 Jets are about to do. Win one game in a season. Like brutal. <laughs> I know what they're going through and for and and I know this is a total tangent but like people are shitting on them for winning that game and I'm like, "No, well, yeah, you don't know how good it feels to win that one fucking game, dude." Yeah. For those guys. And it's the organization is not happy, but it's it's Sorry, I went on a whole tangent there. There's, no, that's all right. I mean, it's a reason for root, root for the Timberwolves, you know? Yeah. There we go. Um, all right. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll roll through these these last three. Obviously, we we told you off the top of the show, um, the Kings beat the Nuggets in overtime after we've been dumping on Hassan Whiteside all off season. Um, and with good reason. They're probably still going to suck. But, you know, they pulled this one out. Um no, no one really like. It was. It seemed like a very even effort by the Kings too. Like no one. It wasn't like Darren Fox or Buddy Heald went off for forty and they were just pulled this out. It just yeah, looks no, like they've got three guys with twenty points. That's always great. Yeah, when, when that seven happens. guys in double figures. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a Ty, Tyrese Halberton looked good. Corey Joseph, I forgot was even on their team. Yeah, I did too. Guy gets fifteen points. Belitza. I mean, just good all around game for them. Um, 14 turnovers that's also like 14 turnovers for a team this young with a lot of I mean new guys look at the look at my sleeper pick for a face of the NBA by the way guy's an animal he's an absolute beast and we're talking about Nikola Jokic Nikola Jokic 20 29 15 and 14 
And three blocks just for the hell of it. By the way, Jamal Murray's back. He's back. Inconsistent <laughs> Jamal Murray's back. He's back not scoring double figures. One for nine, oh of five from oh three. Oh, my God. I didn't realize he was one for nine. Nine points. He's back. He's back. This is the Jamal Murray that I always knew. Um, so this is the Jamal Murray I always – that's all I can say. This is the Jamal Murray I know. He'll probably have 30 next game. Is this the Jamal Murray you would still not trade for James Harden and other stuff? Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> that's a good question. That's a good question. Now, I will say this. The things that Jamal Murray did in the playoffs – James Harden's never done in the playoffs. Yeah. So you got to you got to take you got to you have to weigh it, right? I just know like this is the Jamal Murray that has always been up kind of up and down. Mm-hmm. Get you 8 points one night, 30 the next night. But Nikola Jokic. Oh man. That guy. Guy's a beast. Sleeper. Sleeper for the future face of the NBA. It's not going to happen. It's not going to cuz he's just I mean not very good looking it's the problem I think. It's but what like, if they won a title maybe i don't know i mean i just he, don't see i could see him winning an mvp does it somehow, not being way. good looking makes him more relatable because yes, most people like, are ugly does the nba is the nba on board with that like the face of the face of the nba we that means like the league's got to be behind you and pushing you and stuff i don't know yeah. i would just be it'd be amazing he would have to be so he'd have to do this every night basically right guy's an animal no um, minutes for a bull bull is my other t- that sucks <sighs> just frustrating yeah what's going maybe he's just physically not ready but you know who did play eight minutes facundo Cambazo. <laughs> i don't know what that Extremely accent was that i did it should be like game from him. facundo Cambazo. <laughs> that's more like what it should be right one for one that could also be probably not good <laughs> Uh, yeah, Bowl Bowl's replacement, Isaiah Hartenstein, had went three for six with two blocks and six points. Michael Porter Jr., efficient game, 24 points in 29 minutes, 9 to 15. He's good. Two steals, three blocks. Nuggets are going to be awesome. This is one game. This is the exact type of thing. Most improved player? About. Most improved player? Who, Michael Porter Jr.? Definitely up there, yeah. Definitely one of the front runners in my mind. Yeah. This is the exact type of thing you were just talking about in terms of shitty teams, you know, jumping out to hot starts and stuff like that. Yeah, um, but they're not a they're not they're pretty much the same. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain the Kings, but they're not going to be good. I have the utmost faith that the Kings will not be a good team this year. Maybe that maybe that'll be the thing I'm wrong about cuz you know I'm not going to be wrong about much else. Of course, never. Uh Utah uh, beat the brakes off of the jazz, uh, off of the Blazers. Um, let's see if this will come up here. Oh boy, one twenty to one hundred was the final. One twenty, one hundred. Another all around game by this by the Jazz. They had seven guys in double figures. Their leading scorer would Gobert and Donovan Mitchell both with twenty. Just a just an all-around ass-whooping, looks like. That's a good way to put it. Blazers. Um, Dame Lillard, 4 for nine, 12, 1 for 7, 9 points. That's got to be one of the worst games of his career. Uh, he had a 9 saw point a lot of people last, Saw okay. a lot of people tweeting early on, like, hot, like bold prediction, Dame Lillard for MVP. That's not happening. That's a very dumb prediction. I believe Charles Barkley yesterday on Inside the NBA put $100,000 on them to win the West. Jesus. Okay. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I'm, I realize they got. They're not they, going to win the West. They're not <laughs> I mean, going to win the West. And they got better, but I mean, come on. Rocco was brutal in his uh, Blazers debut. I mean, it's not really much from this only, game for me. Only four minutes for Harry Giles. Yeah. Mello. Mello played good. Keeps playing good off the bench for them. 15 in, in 24 minutes. Yeah, these are the type of games where it's like there's not a ton to say because you know what the Jazz and the Blazers are going to be. They're both going to be playoff teams, middle-of-the-road playoff teams who lose early in the playoffs. So, um, man, it's too bad we don't have rights because it looks like 
Phoenix and Dallas. It's 105, 100 with 40 seconds left. Mm-hmm. I'm following that too. Luca with 38 and 5. So he started playing better in the second half, I guess, because he wasn't playing great. Yeah, he didn't in look the first great half. in the first quarter when I was watching. They t- their team, he's still, I mean, he 0 for 6 from 3. Yeah. 10 for 25. We crushed Kawhi yesterday for being 10 of 26. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit of a double standard, except the difference, Luka got, has been to the line 12 times. He has 30, right? Mm-hmm. Kawhi had 26 on 26 shots. So this yeah. is better. It's not great, but it's better. The other big difference is Luca, I think, is 21 years old, right? So it's we'll true. give him a pass on that. Not um, universally considered a top five player and at one point potentially the best player on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dude, I'm glad. Phoenix looks – they're going to be good, and I'm just so excited. I've always been a Devin Booker fan, and, like, I just need Devin Booker in the playoffs this year to see what, what he can do. Chris Paul was such a great addition. That's – it's, it was just such a. Good it looks like it looks like DeAndre Ayton had a great second half too because he That's had three news. he had three fouls, real quick in the first half. Like he didn't play much in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, they still they the the surprising thing to me was they looked great defensively. I mean, Dallas only has 102 points. They had the best offense in NBA history last year. Now yeah. they don't have Porzingis, so again, this is another game where it's hard to really gauge. It's going to be hard to gauge Dallas what they can really be until they get Porzingis back. Still, best offense in NBA history. They have 102 points. I think one of our viewers the other day, when we were talking coach of the year, brought up what's his name? Monty now Williams. Blanking. Monty Williams. Yeah. Probably not a bad pick. No, definitely not. I mean, if this team can scrape up a five or a six seed, he's going to be in the conversation for sure. Yeah. That'll I wonder. Task, I wonder if getting Chris Paul will take any, like, you know, like, I talk about how like star players take some of the shine away from the coach. Maybe getting Chris Paul does make you a playoff team. Yeah, you still got to do it. Yeah, I, still got to do it. Mm-hmm. But like every team he goes to is a playoff team. So if they go to the playoffs, they're not. They will give Monty credit, but they're also going to say, "Well, they got Chris Paul." Yeah, no, that's a good point. But uh, it looks like Phoenix is going to pull it out. They're up four with seven and a half seconds left. All right, I think that's good for tonight. I was no, wondering. I was a lot there. Yeah, I was wondering how we were going to get through twelve games in an hour, but we, Luckily we, we didn't have number it. thirteen, or we would have been boned. You know? Yeah, we powered through it. Uh, hopefully, most nights, and I don't think most nights, there's going to be thirteen games. Um, I like the way we did this. I watched three games. You, well, I watched two and a half games fully, and mm-hmm. I watched a bunch of highlights. You watched one game fully. Yeah, full. I caught the. I caught. Um, the fourth quarter of Milwaukee and Boston. I was watching a little bit of Maverick Suns before we hopped on here. I was all over the place, but I, you know, I, I contributed. I, yeah, I no, stuffed no, no, a stat sheet. You know, it's good. Um, no games tonight. Yeah, it sucks. Christmas Eve. Um, so we'll, we'll probably do a pretty thorough Christmas Day preview, I guess. Yeah. Maybe do some like extensive gambling stuff. Okay. Find some like <laughs> I'm all in. I mean, find some like props. Maybe put together some FanDuel lineups stuff because we got we have we, we got to do something tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, props, FanDuel, I'll just do whatever. Um, I'm come up with remember. some stuff, but we'll definitely preview Christmas Day. Yeah. And then you know, and then I'm we're trying to remember what my incorrect pick was tonight, just so we have the. Uh... Oh yeah, so I'm just to keep up with the the, the bets so far. This season, I am one for five. Still early. Um, oh yeah, Still that Phoenix early. Phoenix Dallas just won final. So great. Okay, great. Dallas Phoenix wins one oh six, one oh two. Good. Miami. Good, good for him. Magic was my incorrect pick. Now that I, I remember that. So. Yeah. So my my bets tonight were Miami minus five. I lost that one. Charlotte minus two. Lost that one. And Washington plus seven and a half, which I won. So I'm now one and five through two games. Still early. I'm two and four. Picked up my two wins tonight. Didn't have to wear my jabroni shirt. Uh, things were looking up. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take. I just had to get off the schneid. Exactly. I'm coming. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna have a furious rally here. It's pretty like soon. when you're you're zero for six and you, you see a free throw go through and then you're unstoppable. You know. Yeah. It's gonna happen very soon. I, I can feel it. Christmas Day. I think is gonna be good. I'm gonna bet all five games. Love it. So I'm gonna I. go. I am too. I'm I'm gonna put I'm gonna say this right now. Tune in tomorrow night when we make our picks. What time do you want to go tomorrow? There's no games. Yeah, we can go whenever tomorrow. Um, 
I'll go early. Want to go like eight or nine, something like that? Let's do like nine. Tune okay. in at nine. I'm going to make my Christmas Day picks. I'm going four and one, at least. I'm calling it. You hear that, people? I'm not guaranteeing it. I'm not <laughs> doing like the locks. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I feel pretty good. Don't even remember what all the Christmas Day games are at this point. Doesn't matter. But I feel You're good that I'm going to do it. Yep. Nine o'clock tomorrow night. Until then, have a good Christmas Eve, and we will see you all on Christmas later. Yep. Take care, everyone.